My name is Keith Beavers, and I saw a documentary saying that blinking at cats is like you're smiling at them. I've blinked so much in the past, like, 24 hours. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Network? This is Wine 101. My name is Keith Beavers. I'm the tastings director of Vine Pair, and just like, what's up? How you doing? doing we doing well? We're going to take a break from our regularly, regularly scheduled program of Italian Awesome to dive a little bit into American wine legacies. Oh, yeah. A few weeks ago, Adam Teeter, CEO of Vine Pair, and I had a chance to visit Carmel-by-the-Sea, a dreamy seaside town that serves as the home of the new Talbot Vineyards Tasting Room. The original, located in nearby Carmel Valley Village, opened in the 1970s and served as a hub for sips of this amazing coastal region for nearly 50 years. Flash forward to today, Talbot acquired pioneering Sleepy Hollow Vineyard in 1994, and now up the ante with this intimate and special tasting room prominently featuring Pinot Noir and Chardonnay grapes harvested from the historic Santa Lucia Highlands. That's what the Sleepy Hollow Vineyard is. Personalized service with a smile, the opportunity to sample wines that Talbot reserves only for on-site visitors, and a relaxed environment made this tasting experience one that Adam and I will not soon forget. Reservations can be accessed through Talbot's website. So if you're heading out west, make sure you stop and taste some amazing vintages paired with incomparable views. This is coastal living at its finest, wine lovers. Okay, I don't want to spend too much time on this intro because I want to get to the interview because it's awesome. Adam Teeter, CEO of Vine Pair, and I had a chance to go out to Carmel-by-the-Sea in Monterey County, and that is where the Santa Lucia Highlands AVA is. This is where Pinot Noir, if you think about Monterey and you think about wine, usually Chardonnay and Pinot Noir come up immediately. And this area is great. Their, their, their Chardonnay and their Pinot Noir is very unique and different than other Pinot Noirs in California in, in the country. So we had a chance to sit down and talk with Cammie, the winemaker at Talbot. And we also went and saw their tasting room and we saw Sleepy Hollow Vineyard. And we have an awesome, it's, it was great. We have a great video coming out to show you guys all of what we did. But in the meantime, when we're thinking, you know, I'm, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I'm really big into just American wine right now and how we have to explore this new generation of wine coming out because all these new winemakers are coming onto the scene in the United States and really kind of making a name for themselves. And one of those people is Cammie Knudsen. And she is on board at Talbot. And I had a chance to sit down and talk with her in an interview, which was a supplement to the video that we did. So please enjoy this, vi this, this video, <laughs> this interview with winemaker Cammie Knudsen at Talbot Vineyards. And we're going to talk about Talbot, and the vineyard itself, and why this AVA is special, and why this Sleepy Hollow Vineyard is one of America's legendary vineyards. Cammie Knudsen, thank you so much for hanging out with me here at Wine 101. And I, I just, I want to tell every all of our listeners that you and I, we just hung out. And um, you are right now at Talbot, 
because you are the head winemaker at Talbot. And while we were there at Talbot Vineyards, I was, we were watching a harvest in motion. And I want to ask you how you're doing. You were just here and things have changed a lot in just the few days since we've seen each other. Oh, so wow. I'm doing very well. Awesome. I'm a little bit sleep deprived because right. harvest has kicked into full effect and we are about 40% through our harvest just since we saw you. So things ramped up very quickly. Wow. You're 40% through? Yes. And how long do you think you have to go? I mean, wishful thinking is I'd love to be done by Halloween, but typically we go into November, but this has been a very quick harvest. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that, you know, maybe I can dress up as a finished bottle of wine for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a, like, be a decanter and just let it breathe, man. Just breathe. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And I mean, that's one thing I love hearing. I mean, to, to hear about the length of a harvest, I think uh, the list, our listeners, that's kind of, I, I like hearing that because I always, you know, in the wine world, we always say everything starts in the vineyard, right? And the amount of work that happens in the vineyard is pretty insane. And the fact that we were there, I think, a week ago and you're 40% in, you won't be done until Halloween, that gives everyone a sense of how much work it is to make great wine. You know, you really, you, you, you have a lot of work ahead of you. And then you go into the amazing facility that we were able to see. And speaking of that facility, um, we had a chance to come to Monterey and meet you and meet a lot of people on the Talbot team. And we were actually very fortunate to go to the Talbot tasting room in Carmel by the Sea, which is a stunning little town. It's absolutely amazing. And we did some video shooting. It was, it was awesome. I cannot wait for the, for the, for the whole thing to come out. And that video was, was us basically saying, Hey, this is a great tasting room. This is where Talbot is represented. This is a place where you can experience these awesome wines. The history is here and all this stuff. There's a view of the sea. It is absolutely amazing. And that video is going to be very cool, and everyone's going to look at it and be like, this is amazing, I'm going to Carmel. So I want to talk to you about the wine. How's that? Let's do it. I love talking about wine. So let's. I want to talk about Monterey first because, you know, uh, I don't know. I know that um, there's a lot of people listening that probably know where Monterey is, but there are people that don't. So let's start off with where are you? Where, where is, so, you know, the Talbot tasting room is in Carmel by the sea, an absolutely beautiful place, but where, where is Monterey? Right. So, uh, Monterey is on the central coast. Uh, we are just about halfway in between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Um, maybe just slightly north of the halfway point. And uh, Talbot Estates, the winery, Sleepy Hollow Vineyards, we are about 20 miles south of Monterey. So we're just a little bit inland. We are actually in a highly agricultural area that is called the Salad Bowl of the United States. Love so that. lots of agriculture grown here. Salads, broccoli, asparagus, you name it. It is all kind of on the flats of this area that we're in. And then up on 
the hills near the Santa Lucia Highlands Mountains is where Talbot Estates and Sleepy Hollow Vineyard is located. And this is really amazing because when we talk about, I've talked to my listeners a lot about California and these wind gaps that are in California. And you, you find a lot of vines where wind gaps are. You also find some produce. And this particular wind gap, this is, goes straight into what's called the Salinas Valley, correct? That is correct. And, this, and it runs right along the Salinas River. Yeah, an underground river, which is like an amazingly fascinating thing to even just contemplate. There's a river underground. It's called the Salinas River. When you're looking at the Salinas Valley, which is amazing because you're looking at basically, like you said, the salad bowl, every vegetable, everything I've, you know, it's all there. It's this huge, huge valley. And um, then you look to your, if you're you're in the valley and you look towards the, the Pacific, you see those Santa Lucia Highlands. And it's pretty stunning to see that um, what we're looking at is, you know, the hills of a wine region that was only realized, I think, like you said, in the, like, I think it was in Sleepy Hollow Vineyard, which is the vineyard that you actually maintain and work with, is one of the first vineyards in the area to prove that um, wine could be made here. It's in the northern part of the AVA. Is that right? That's correct. So Sleepy Hollow Vineyard was planted in 1972, and it was one of the first vineyards planted in Santa Lucia Highlands. But the AVA of Santa Lucia Highlands actually didn't get established until 1991. Uh, So we have been growing grapes in this area long before the AVA was established. And the Santa Lucia Highlands growing region is actually 18 miles long. And Talbot sits at the northernmost point of that Santa Lucia Highlands growing region. So we are the coolest and northernmost part of the growing region, which is what makes our Chardonnay and Pinot Noir so spectacular. I know we were sitting in Sleepy Hollow Vineyard standing, not sitting. We could have been sitting, but we decided to stand. And... The the minute we got into that vineyard, it was breezy. Like the 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 wind was. You don't really when people say there's wind in the vineyards and it really helps the vineyard. You don't really get it until you're in a vineyard and the wind begins. And did you say that it? it there's something about because Paso Robles is just south and it, it something about the wind drawing from Paso or into Paso. Yeah, so Paso Robles sits, um, we're about an hour and 20 minute drive north of Paso Robles. And Paso Robles in this time of year can very often get up to 100 plus degrees. But Monterey and Santa Lucia Highlands where Talbot sits rarely gets above the mid 80s. And because we sit so close, you know, just 20 miles south of Monterey Bay, what happens is in the afternoon, that hot air from Paso Robles really starts to draw the cool air from the northern county, Monterey County, south. And so we draw in all of that cool breeze from Monterey Bay, and we get these steady, you know, 6 to 13 mile per hour winds every single afternoon. You can almost set your clock by it. And that is what really creates these central coast diurnal shifts. So less of a shift in Monterey because we only get to about 85 degrees during the day and we'll get down to, you know, the low 50s at night. But in Paso, 
they will be 110 during the day and 40 degrees at night. So we get these huge temperature swings. Hence the perfect spot for Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Absolutely. It gives us a really long ripening season because we cool down at night. Those mm. vines are able to rest and kind of rejuvenate for the next day's temperatures. And so it draws out our growing season and we're able to develop these really concentrated layered flavors in our grapes, as well as preserving the acidity that's there because we have these long, cool nights. So we get a big punch of fruit in our wines with really lively acidity. And we're able to tease out all of these different nuanced flavors by the way we ferment our wines. And what's really exciting, I think, about the Sleepy Hollow Vineyard and specifically Pinot Noir, I want to talk about Chardonnay as well, but, um, you know, I, I, being on the East Coast, you know, I had a wine shop for a little while and I, I, you know, I bought and sold Pinot Noir from Monterey. And what I find amazing is that because, you know, the Sleepy Hollow Vineyard was one of the proving grounds for what would become the Santa Lucia Highlands. And in my mind, it seems that there is a, well, I, I feel like there's a specific style of Pinot Noir from Monterey that sets itself apart from anywhere else in the country, if not the world. And it all began at Sleepy Hollow. And it's just this wonderful high, like you said, it has high acid, that punchy fruit, and there's like a little bit of cinnamon somewhere in there sometimes and some you know, your classic cherry and stuff like that. It's an absolute wonderful American Pinot Noir style. And I, you know, you guys kind of started it there. Yeah. And the other thing that you get is we surprisingly have a decent amount of tannins again, because of <laughs> that longer growing season. And right. so what that does is it creates a lot of mouthfeel that we can play with, but it also really lends itself well to our wines aging really well in bottle. Right. I was wondering about that. So what, do you have an idea of the ageability of Pinot Noir from Monterey, specifically the Sleepy Hollow Vineyard? Yeah, I think it really depends on the producer and how everybody is making their wines. Mm -hmm. And our wines here at Talbot will have a varying range of ages because we have some that are lighter bodied and more fruit forward. And mm -hmm. then we have our Fidelity, which is our, you know, big special Pinot Noir that is a state handpicked. We pick the best barrels and we really produce this reserve style Pinot Noir. So anywhere from drink now on mm -hmm. our lighter bodied Pinots up to, you know, 10, 15 years in the bottle, sometimes plus that depending on the vintage and, and how everything was fermenting and bottled. There's vintage variation from year to year, but we have a fantastic wine cage here at Talbot where we have wines from the very first vintage that Talbot ever produced. Oh, so wow. we are still tasting the wines and it's one of those really special things you get oh, yeah. to do as a winemaker is continue to taste through your winemaker library and you're always surprised by, wow, this wine is 20 years old and it's still tasting fantastic. That's amazing. And what's, and, and this is, a, this is a fairly, how big is this vineyard? The Sleepy Hollow Vineyard? So Sleepy Hollow is 565 planted acres. Um, and that is, 
you know, a mixture of vine age. So really had some of our original vines up until last year. Wow. And we're continuing to really watch the vineyard grow. And as blocks are maybe aging out and struggling, we're going back and replanting those blocks and looking at the history of Talbot and what are the proper clones to put back in here to really honor our past awesome. while looking to the future. That's awesome. And, and I, part of, go ahead, please. I was just going to say part of that, part of stewarding a, a vineyard of this age and this history mm. is how do we keep it going? And so sustainability is one of our big things here at Sleepy Hollow. Very cool. So making sure that we're really watching how we're applying water, um, watching soil mo moisture probes and making sure that we're only watering when necessary, giving back to the soil, you know, putting on um, compost and really nurturing the soil, cover crops. Um, all of our water at the winery is processed and then used again as irrigation out in the vineyard. So yeah, we're really trying to leave this vineyard better than we found it and keep it producing year after year and just continuing to get better at it each year. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. And it sounds like it's just another or the newest chapter in what I would consider an America. It's an awesome American story. Cause I, I, I if anybody on Instagram has been following me lately, I have been just, I did a, um, a history of, of American wine on wine one one and it just, it hit me. I was actually in 2019, I was in Paso Robles and I had never been there before. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Why aren't we talking more about American wine? And I, what I love about American wine is we are a young country, but we have amazing stories, American stories of how we do wine. And I think Talbot is one of those... I guess it's almost the definition of an American wine story where you have a family that was in the clothing business. They were tie, like a, a sort of high-end tie makers and with a dream to make wine. And it, it, it started there. And then from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and then it became an AVA. And then the thing about, this is the wonderful thing about wine in America is we continue to evolve and we continue to change and we continue. And I think right now, personally for me, I think we are in, in a very exciting moment in American wine um, with new generations of winemakers coming on and putting their stamp on the history of wine in this country. And I, I, I feel like you, uh, Cami, have just come on board to Talbot and I'm very excited to see, you know, what, what you're doing. I know that it's very, I mean, what's absolutely, two things are very exciting. Number one is that there is, Talbot has a line of wines from both varieties and they are all very different from each other that you get to actually enjoy wine from one vineyard in different styles, which is really amazing. Um, and then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What was I going to say? Um, yes. So with with that history and, oh, the, the other exciting, I got it. And the other exciting thing is that you guys have just brought on a sparkling white wine and a rosé. And I, I find that this is all part of this sort of newness. And it's it's just so fun to watch 
a legacy producer, a legacy name like Talbot move into this new generation. And I was wondering with these wines, like what, what, what kind of approach are you taking to bring Talbot into the next generation? Yeah, I love everything you just said. We are producing newer style wines, but the great thing is that we're looking to our past to kind of guide us. So exactly what you said, American winemaking, but really steeped in the past. So the Talbot family came here in the 1950s, but they were huge fans of Burgundy. And so they were really liking the area as to how similar the growing conditions were in Burgundy. Mm. And so there really was that looking to the past to create something new. And we are still doing that today. So we only produce Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And we look at the history of Talbot and what has been produced here before. Um, You know, we have three different vineyards on Sleepy Hollow. So there's Sleepy Hollow North, West, and South. Mm. And each of those create different flavors. And each of those vineyards can be explored block by block to create new wines. And so this area is a world-renowned area for growing Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Our cool climate, um, the area that we're located, the soils, how close we are to the ocean, all provides this really unique climate and flavor profile. And so we have doubled down on Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And how do you keep that fresh? You keep it fresh by really exploring the vineyard and what are the different expressions of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir that Sleepy Hollow can offer us. And so we have lighter bodied Chardonnay and Pinot Noirs uh, in our block specific um, estate blends, which Mm -hmm. are exclusive to the tasting room. And then we have bolder expressions of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir from different blocks that might just be across the lane in the same vineyard. And then how else do you start to express this vineyard? You look at a rosé of Pinot Noir. You look at earlier picks of Chardonnay so that we can create this beautiful um, bottle of California bubbles off of Sleepy Hollow. And all of these wines I just mentioned are exclusive to our tasting room. And so then you talk about Carmel by the Sea, which is where the Talbot clothing store was first started. And the family had always wanted a tasting room over there. And we opened that in 2020. And so you sit in this jewel box of a tasting room in Carmel by the Sea, and you taste all of these Sleepy Hollow exclusive wines. um, And you really can run through every expression of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And I say every expression, that's every expression today but we are looking at every year, how do we continue to improve this? And every year, is there a block that is developing as it ages, that is creating new flavor profiles that we want to go explore and offer to all of our tasting room members? See, this is what I also love about American wine is sometimes we have to travel and go to the thing, go to the place. And what I love about one thing, well, the thing about wine is, you know, not all wines are all over the market. There are some wines that the production is, is, is such that it needs to be experienced somewhere a little more specific. And that's why I believe that the Talbot Tasting Room is an awesome place as a destination. 
because if you've had Talbot out there in the world, I think you were telling this this uh, us this at the winery. You've had Talbot out there in the world. That's awesome. You fall in love with it. That's great. Come to the tasting room and see them even more focused wines that they have. And also, there's a there's a wine club you can join because, like you said, if every year you're not, you know, you're 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 learning every year and you're evolving every year with what you've learned and you're just like a little bit here and a little bit there and maybe this vintage is going to be different. And the fidelity is, by the way, if you just go for the fidelity. That stuff's absolutely phenomenal, and it's only available there, you know, and in, in the block specific as well. It, it is an it's an awesome thing to be able to sit down. Um, all, and by the way, this is not your typical tasting room. This is a tasting room where you walk in, people say hi to you like right away, and you don't have to walk across a big room to a bar. Also, there are two really cool small bars there, but you walk in, take a right, and there's tables, and you actually can you. This is one of the more unique tasting rooms in America where you can actually sit down at a table and have a wine tasting experience that you would not be able to have at a bar where you have somebody dedicated to your table to talk to you about every wine going through these wines. And if, if these people, what's really great about this is if every year things change, that is an even better way of doing a tasting room because that personalized service with the changes, for example, if you are a club member and you do go every other year or something like that, or every year, you have somebody who's going to guide you through what's new from Talbot with what you, Cami, have made. Our tasting room is the best experience, I think. Like you said, it's quite small. It's intimate. It's kind of indoor, outdoor. It has a very kind of small cafe and Carmel by the sea feel. And you go in and you have a one-on-one experience with our tasting room staff. So you sit down at a table. You can choose from um, a variety of flights. We have three different flights. Um, our estate flight, which is kind of two Chardonnays and two Pinot Noirs that are grown on the estate. Um, our signature flight, which actually is customizable. So you can sit down and choose five different wines oh, that cool. you want to taste. And our hosts will sit down and guide you through every single wine. And then the my favorite, which I partake in, which is a little weird to say as the winemaker, <laughs> the one, yes, exactly. you not when you hear this, um, but it's our legacy flight. So you go through all of the Talbot wines, well, five of them, but they're each paired with a cheese from a local cheese shop. Oh. So you get to hear a little bit about the local food as you taste the Talbot wines and the pairings are absolutely absolutely fantastic. Um, customers very often will leave buy the wines and go across the street to the cheese shop and buy the same cheeses so that they can go home and do those pairings on their own. Uh, yeah. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> Did you miss out on that while you were here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have to keep little nuggets so that no, you'll come good. back, back. and see us again. Oh, I'll be yeah. back. Absolutely. I also love that, that food, the, 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 you know, Salinas Valley and the Monterey and the, the, the food interacting and the local food. I mean, local grow there, you know, grow together, grow together is great anywhere, but here it's, it also has a, it has a special meaning for this place specifically because of where you are. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we're sitting here talking about the tasting room and the exclusive wines and people are going, well, this is no fun. I'm never going to taste any of these Talbot wines unless I fly to Monterey. But we do have to have two wines that are nationally distributed that you can find in fine wine retailers, um, which is our Talbot Kaylee Hart Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, which is really where we kind of started. And it is a spectacular wine that you can, it's readily available to anyone. It is my house wine, but it features two of our estate wineries. So Sleepy Hollow is very dominant in these blends, but then also about 20 minutes south of Sleepy Hollow is our Olson Ranch. And it's kind of even higher up in the slopes of Mm. Santa Lucia Highlands. And so we have these beautiful Chardonnay and Pinot Noir blends. And then we also have our Sleepy Hollow Vineyard, um, line of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir that is also nationally distributed. And that is purely off of the Sleepy Hollow Vineyard, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. So you get to see two distinct wines and expressions of Talbot, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. That is the perfect teaser to get you to then come visit us and see all of the small production tasting room exclusive wines. And I feel like Chardonnay is getting jealous right now because we haven't talked about Chardonnay yet. Because um, I was thrown down on, but I mean, the Pinot Noir just has such a distinctness to it. It's really great. And what, maybe you just, just riff a minute on, on Chardonnay from, from Sleepy Hollow. And I know it's, I know, you know, Chardonnay is, is a very fun variety for winemakers to, to play with because it's so malleable is what, what you guys always say. Um, and I know that there's multiple styles from Talbot, but if there's anything in general you'd like to talk about with the Chardonnay, because it cannot be ignored. It cannot. Chardonnay is queen. Yes. And I have been making Chardonnay and Pinot Noir for over 20 years now. And oh, so right. I really this have like gotten your 20th to play vintage. with. I know. It's exciting. It's like a milestone. I yeah. feel like I need a party. Yes. <laughs> After the last fruit is in, we'll, we'll celebrate. But right. uh, I really have experienced Chardonnay from all over the Central Coast. And I joke, I'm sure that. Uh, Chardonnay would not appreciate this, but I say that Chardonnay is kind of like the tofu of the wine world. Like it really can become whatever we imagine it to be. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at Sleepy Hollow, it's really about not messing with the Chardonnay Mm. and letting it express exactly what this vineyard presents in the fruit. And so what does that look like? It is very bold fruit, like I said, very lively acidity, but um, these really nuanced flavors. So our soils here are mostly sand. And so there's not a lot of water holding capacity in our soils. And so that stresses the vines and stressing the vines is actually a good thing. Our clusters stay very small. The berries stay very small. We get these really concentrated flavors. And so as you're tasting through our Chardonnays, you can see in an earlier picked Chardonnay, something like our block specific um, SH50 Chardonnay is going to have much more lively acidity. There are some flinty and mineral notes there. Mm. We use some floral clones of Chardonnay in it. So there are little hints of jasmine and floral, um, you know, star fruit, yellow fruit, very bright, vibrant, fresh yellow fruit flavors. 
but a really creamy texture in mouthfeel. And then as we move through our our harvest and we get to these later harvests of Chardonnay, you start to get into these poached pear and baked mm. apple fruit aromas. And then those are uh, barrel fermented. And so you get these really lovely creamy mouthfeel kind of brioche um, notes in the wines. And it is the same vineyard and blocks that might just be meters apart from each other, but there is such a wide diversity in the flavor profiles that you can have a very zippy, fun, early Chardonnay and a very serious, creamy, textural, nuanced Chardonnay that was picked at the end of harvest. So it sounds like these, these Chardonnays tend to only have a sense of place, but a sense of places. Because it's like in multiple places in the vineyard and the different ripening. And, and, and that, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's what's so exciting as someone who's just a wine drinker who's never, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never made wine. It's so exciting about Chardonnay. And it's exciting to hear um, the taking advantage of the sense of place and saying, this is, we're going to let th- this area of our vineyard where the Chardonnay is, we're going to let this Chardonnay do its thing here. And over here, we're going to let it do its thing. And just, and this is what's really cool is when it's all over, these are two different expressions of Chardonnay and whether you blend them or not, doesn't matter because you go, you go to, that's, that's why when you go to the actual tasting room and you get to taste through these different styles and it's actually, it's amazing. And I will say that if people do have Talbot, they will be online and they will be looking at the the, the, the tasting room and they might just book that ticket and get, get going sooner than later because it is, it is when you're tasting Talbot and you're enjoying Talbot, it's it's there's something about going to Carmel and seeing where all this happened and experiencing an American wine story in real time that is now evolving again and going through its next chapter and it's going to be even awesomer. I made that word up than it was before, even though before was just as awesome. Yeah, it's very enticing, not only visually because it's just a beautiful place to be and experience, but also just super pleasing to the palate, wonderful wines to taste through, amazing food to enjoy in the area. And it really kind of invites you to come and explore and stay a while. And I think that that's kind of the best place to be in a wine region that really captures you and, and invites you to stay and explore. Oh, I cannot wait to come back. Cammie, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Like, what are you, what are you doing talking to me? Aren't you in harvest or something? Shouldn't you be like, doing something <laughs> that's crazy i know i really appreciate you taking the time this is i mean thank you so much you're very welcome thanks for chatting with me again and hopefully we can entice you to come back out here and do I'm one of our pairings and we'll get you some local cheese and you can taste all the new things i'm doing with the wines this i year. cannot wait awesome thank you so much cammy thanks keith We have vineyards in this country that define us and our history as a wine-producing nation. Land under vine that humans toiled away at, searching, seeking just the right soil, just the right climate. The Sleepy Hollow Vineyard in the Santa Lucia Highlands AVA is one of these vineyards. Adam and I had the honor to walk this historic vineyard and go on a winery tour, something that's only available to Talbot Wine Club members, by the way, with winemaker Cami, who you just heard from, And we got to see firsthand the amazing location of these incredible vines tucked into the hills overlooking the Salinas Valley. We felt the same wind on our faces that these grapes have been enjoying since the 1970s. 
And this is Pinot Noir in Chardonnay country. Why? Because it began here. The Talbot family knew this when they acquired it, and to this day it continues to provide fruit that maintains an American legacy. We have famous vineyards right here in the U.S., and when you sip on a Talbot wine, you're part of that story. You're part of that history. Vine Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week.